Welcome to Across the Rail Podcast, Methodist lay people dishing hot takes on current events, church stuff, and cultural issues. Our episode today continues us venting our collective spleens on what's been the getting in our craw these last few weeks. Also, we compare and contrast world cultures. Wow. Warning, we're not the men in black from the pulpit, but from the pews across the rail. Our episode today is entitled, You Mad Bro, Part Do. In this episode, we continue to gritch and moan. We continue this moan fest about what is annoying us. So again, I uh, repeat, if you're looking for something uplifting, maybe you need to go watch a Joel Osteen video Ooh. on God too. <laughs> maybe that's too harsh. I don't know. But first, again, we need another roll call of the complainants. So who's here? Ryan, Corey, John's here, and Greg. Okay, so, well, well, first of all, Greg, I didn't know that you were bilingual. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, I have to explain that one, John. I think that went over my head. But uh, <laughs> your attempted French was, uh, was, uh, was part spot du, on. Part du. Uh, you got it. It's only in the back of your. Somebody throat. passed me a croissant. Yeah. Okay. Croissant. Wait a minute. I need to put my rifle down and surrender. But uh, <clears throat> I don't know. Okay. They did. Uh, they did a lot harsh. more than America did this week. Wait a minute. Well, if you were a history geek, I would let you know that the one time the French won a naval battle with the British, the Battle of the Chesapeake. Look it up. That secured the surrender of Cornwallis at Sar at uh, at Saratoga. I mean, I'm not Saratoga at. Uh, Oh, help me. This, Yorktown. Yorktown. Thank you very much. I thought you were going to No, Yorktown. Because the British Navy was coming in. And I know this has nothing to do with church or politics mm -hmm. or anything like that. So this is all for free. But, uh, but yeah. Yeah. Count de Grasse. We. Uh, oui. Yeah. We. Oui. Count de Grasse beat the British Navy in the battle at the entrance of the Chesapeake where the Atlanta comes in. And I'm and sure. They weren't able to take Cornwallis out from. Uh, I'm sure Napoleon Yorktown. had many, many. Uh, naval battle victories in the bathtub. Under. You know, it, it again, that, that, yeah, right. uh, we won't go off that right. All right trail, yeah, we but anyway, that. moving right along. So what you got guys, what's, uh, what's, uh, burning your, uh, what's lighting your fuse and, uh, you know, burning your rear end. Well, you know, since, uh, since, uh, I'm getting the, the wave to you go first. Uh, I, I will go first. No, that's the, your number one. Oh yeah. <laughs> I got to learn sign language. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I, I tell you what was really upsetting this week. If any, if anybody turned the TV on this week uh, and we watched this uh, fumbling of uh, exiting uh, Americans and our uh, allies out of Afghanistan and the excuses upon excuses upon excuses is really upsetting to me on there. I was so frustrated uh, this whole week on there and, you know, the slanted media didn't didn't uh, uh, really portray uh, what truly was going on. There's a few news sources out there, you know, and, and again, you know, you got to take take everything with a grain of salt and see what uh, what side is what side. But uh, you know, for the most part, I, I think America or our leaders did a did a excuse the term piss poor job uh, in in this evacuation on here. You know, I. I I don't understand what was behind the decision making in Washington uh, that that has led uh, and, and 
and on top of that, you know, some of the actions that have transpired since then were merely reactive as opposed to, you know, uh, like the drone strikes against the uh, Al-Qaeda K or, or whatever they want to call themselves this week. Uh, you know, For- it, you know, when I first heard that, I thought that, you know, they're mispronouncing Special K. But well, I, uh, I, I did not, you know, I didn't yeah. even, I don't even understand what ISIS-K means. Uh, ISIS-K, Can you tell me what that even well, means? Well, it's, the, the K represents this, this. Kabul? Uh, a Kabul, well, not Kabul, it's, uh, I, I guess it's a good Is this the K variant? Yeah, yeah, the K the variant. Kappa variant? Yeah, this is worse than the Corona, Corona variant. Uh, but, Delta Kappa Taliban? So yeah, we can, okay. I think it's a it's a uh, it's a uh, uh, ISIS fraternity is what I think then wow. could be, but anyways, uh, I, I just think that uh, w- whatever we did is, is strictly uh, reactionary. Uh, we should have been on the forefront because the information was definitely out there, uh, and we chose not to do that. And when we have prime ministers out there, I've listened to several newscasts and uh, podcasts and. Uh, uh, you know, these people are saying, we don't trust America anymore. And, and, and what a kick in the face that is, you know, because we were, we were the, you know, we were the world's big brother on there, uh, so to speak. And there, we, we always helped the, the, the person in, in need. And, well, let me well, ask a ba- go ahead. We can't talk out of both sides of our mouth though, with the world's big brother thing. I mean, isn't it one of the core concepts keep like, you know, America first and this, that, and the other, and, you know, uh, okay. Well, yeah. You you also keep America first. You also keep your 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 allies safe. We do there. keep our allies. I agree with okay. you. Okay. Well, I mean, how safe are those Afghan allies uh, right now? That, that was, and and how smart was it to give the Taliban the list of names? Was that a was that a smart move? I don't think so. But they I, did. Who's to blame for that? Uh, I guess it would be the high levels of American State Department leadership. Whoever those people are. It was ridiculous what it was. You know, yep. who, who removes the military first before moving its people out? That's just crazy. And that should not have happened. That's and it right. did. That should not have who's happened. responsible for that? High levels yes. of DOD leadership. Okay. And and, and, and our and our and you know who, uh, who, who approves who the battle silent. plan, John? Who approved the battle plan? I have no idea who did. Well, there's a commander-in-chief based on our Constitution. Oh, well, yeah, it would be. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Now, he doesn't. Do the, is 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 he fully in charge? Let, let, that's let, that's let's a be complete honest. other question that's, that's, for a complete other podcast. I mean, he was out of out of out of touch for four days. Even even uh, even bo- uh, but even uh, the smartest president has to listen to their advisors. They cannot be a I, subject matter I, I expert agree. on yeah, everything. I agree. True. So yeah. the addled old man, pardon my. The people should have gotten out before. Somebody right. Somebody should have said, "What are we doing?" Well, I think that uh, that that wears a uniform, and every one of those Joint Chiefs of Staff are ought to answer with you know, their jobs. The whole that. Afghanistan thing, though, has been piss poorly managed from the Bush administration on. Right Period. after the first yes. year, I agree. Period. The first year was punitive. We were there to kick butt and yep. take names. Absolutely. And once we did that, we should have said adios. Okay. Well, okay. Let's except for forward bases. To, to, to okay, so watch so, and not do anything else. So, what we were providing the Afghan army at that time was support on there, and that's no different than what we do in South Korea right now. That's correct. Okay, so do we want to pull out of South Korea? You want to see what happens to South Korea if we pull out? North Korea will just start marching down in there. 
nothing would happen to South Korea. Uh, I, I, well, I here, 100% disagree with that. You, you've got, you know, without having to monitor all the areas, I mean, things have changed. Yeah. From 2000, you know, 2001, 2002, let's say 2005, the UA, the, the, the unmanned aerial vehicles, right. drones, yeah. have changed everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So now you don't have to have all these little fire bases and all these little operational bases all over that godforsaken mm -hmm. pile of dirt. Okay. Mm -hmm. You can have drones and have basically three or four operational bases that are armed to the teeth right. with airlift and, 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 uh, 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 flight capabilities. And that's all you need. And if the Afghans don't fight for themselves, that's fine. Because if they get within a mile of any American base, they're going to be smoking ash. And that's how you do that. You're not there to build nations. You're there to try to protect all people who, who want to be protected can come in and will get you out. But everybody else, y'all figured out it ain't our deal. What do you think about that? I think, uh, I'm 100% with you, Greg. Well, it's rarely that happens. I agree 100% with Greg. You know, I, <laughs> I think, uh, when, when, when you've got, uh, uh, terrorist groups that are supported by China and Russia and you know, who's, who's, who's in there right now? Who's, who's in there uh, talking with the Taliban right now? China is Russia is on there and they're supporting all that on there. So whether it's us or them on there, we need a, we need a strategic location in the middle East. We don't have one. We've got Israel and they're getting, they're, they're completely surrounded right now on there. Am I correct in saying that? There are there are reports of certain undisclosed nations that we are monitoring the situation from. So I don't know how much landing rights, staging rights we have with these we, undisclosed nations we, or not. But that's where we've got. Well, but you, we've got the latest, China right now uh, talking smack with uh, Taiwan about. U.S. ain't going to protect you. you and, and you know what's going to happen if we lose Taiwan? Yeah. You know? We, we better get busy constructing we, uh, uh, chip manufacturers. Chip manufacturers, right. we're going to be in hurt. a bad way. We'll be hurt. 80% come out of Taiwan. I, and, mm -hmm. and that's my point. Microchips. You know, yeah. we we used to have the image of, of, of the tough guy, the, the, the number no, one. No, we used to have the image of... of, of following through with our word. Well, if we said we were going to support yeah. you, we we're going to support you pretty soon. Well, you we're running out of people. Has done that, we're, that, we're running out of people that can know, be our friends. That's exactly right. We're done. Well, that, and that's been building for a long while. A year. I mean, a very long time. 10 plus years at least. At least. Uh, I think we had a, a stronger presence two years ago. I mean, a year did ago. we help the Kurds? See ya. No. Did we help the... Well, we tried to help the South Vietnamese. We still had advisors with them, but at least their South Vietnamese army held out for two years. Right. These guys yeah. didn't hold out for 10 days. It's hard to help and, anybody, and, though, when we can't even get along ourselves. Period. That's just See, that, you, you have swerved into a core thing. Go we ahead. are so close. This country, if we do not get back together and quit this bickering, oh, left, right, oh, liberals, Democrats, Republicans, conservatives, all this, 
We're freaking America. We need to get back to being America. Dang being Democrat what does that and mean? dang being Republican. What does that mean? The land of the free, the home of the brave, one nation under God. Well, I, I agree with that, you know, and, and you know where the problem started when they started separating themselves by African-Americans, Hispanic-Americans, Asian-Americans. How about just Americans? You know, you fought and, and crawled on your knees to get here. Aren't you proud of so being are, American? Are, are we saying that, that there has to be a, a central American ethos that most of America can be. agree with? Otherwise, we can't project american values outside of our nation is that an accurate statement that's a very accurate statement okay. but guess what we already have that <laughs> well <laughs> and that segues <laughs> that segues into another thing and and i was going to and i alluded to it in the uh, uh in the first part of the podcast is there is a difference whether we it whether it's politically correct to say there's a difference between cultures that we're seeing yes. in afghanistan yep. culture of the east yep and Western liberal democracy. And that is, and that's not, that's not racial. It's not ethnic. It is basic underpinnings of society. In other words, the West traditionally has looked at things from a Christian worldview. Yeah, I, meaning, I was getting ready to say it's a theology. Me, right. It's, a it's, it's theology. right. In ethnic Americans, English, Western Europeans, Northern Europeans are not any better ethically, better, more righteous than the Afghani out there herding goats. Okay. Mm -hmm. The thing that makes it different is how we view the vulnerable in our society. Case in point, when I'm watching the 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 rush for the C-17, and I'm I'm just noticing all of a sudden it came to me, where are the women? Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, uh, where are the women? Yeah. Oh, and where are the old men? And where are the children? That's right. It's all men, young, yep. bucks in the in the middle of the you know in the active part of their life yep, yep. they're skedaddling yep. where are the women and the children and the old and the infirm and, nobody is trying to protect them and, and, in the west it used to be women, women and, and children, children first. first right and, and, that's what well, stood out to and, and it's because of going back to you, you why know, do we believe you, that john you, well it, you go back to the culture on there back uh, you know in the middle east on there not all the countries in the middle east but they they view women as as women are third, subservient less than, than, and yeah. children are even more yeah, worthless yeah, yeah even less than that I mean, right you know so and so, it's in China too it's not necessarily oh, I agree Afghanistan it's in I, I, all I, I, the, I a lot of the east you know the Asiatic you know, it, it, east but it, and that's a shame you know that, that you know why that is because they don't believe in God that's because why. they don't believe you know Christianity is the most liberating thing to women and children oh. ever. Because it says we are all equal in the sight of God. Amen. And God says for us to care for the poor and the lesser and the people that can't. That's why men, strong men, ought to be defending for innocent women and children. Absolutely. Absolutely. I digress. Go ahead. And that gets me back to my point of we're not that far away from becoming just that in this country, in this part of the world. Because the vast majority, what's the percentage? As y'all probably know, I'm off the top of your head, John, you're a percent guy. What's the what's the percent of believers in in the United States now? It's it's, 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 it's less than forty eight percent. Okay, 
Well, we're at a tipping point where it's fixing to tip over and go the other direction because we don't have those values anymore. Well, we don't have in in America in society <clears throat> we have we have uh, have denigrated the 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 price of life on there. It, it's, it has become uh, worthless on there. You know, you can see that in crime statistics. Absolutely. I mean, uh, you, you know, what's amazing to me is, 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 and, and I don't mean to make this political, but you know, they got the BLM movement on there that was so critical with, with uh, police shootings and everything like that. You know, that over 88% and, and that's, and that's a rough estimate right there. Please don't hold me to that. Uh, of the of the African Americans that die, and I just caught myself saying that African Americans, these Americans with African descent, uh, how about that? Um, uh, you, you know, uh, this is one podcast for the record. Yeah. Well, anyways, anyways, write that down. These uh, these uh, uh, it 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 it's it black on black on there. But do you ever hear? Uh, and you talk about separating. I don't necessarily think that in America we're separating the women and children. I think we're separating blacks, Hispanics, Asians. We're separating by race. We're not, but it's we. But we. It's all about me. Oh, it's absolutely it's a me exactly generation. It's all about me. It is on there. They can and, care and, less and, about women and, and children. And it doesn't doesn't help when our higher ups in Washington stay stay in the basement for for days. You don't hear nothing from the vice president in days. And and the only and the only thing that you hear is, hey, the president's approval rating is up. It's higher than Obama's. And and I'm thinking, who in the hell thinks he's doing a good job? Who? Do we have to bleep that out, John? No, hell's in the Bible. We're gonna we're gonna talk about that in a future podcast <laughs> that Ryan and I are coming back. Yeah. yeah, how does yeah, right. what's my that? apologies. No, my apologies okay. on there. That's okay. Uh, let me ask you a question. So what is Speaking of that, in America, and well, we've been all over the place. In America, is there a greater gap between an African American and a white dude that both love Jesus in their outlook, or is there a greater gap between a white dude that loves Jesus, a white dude that could give five rats rear in about Jesus? There's a bigger gap. There's a bigger those. gap between those two white people. That's right now as it stands. In my absolutely, one hundred percent. Absolutely. So what's the defining factor? We, it's getting back to what Ryan said. Jesus. We are not going to come together unless we both begin to to come together under a Christian framework where where we honor each other and love each other as Christ commanded. Absent of that, we're going to go back to tribalism just like Afghanistan. I, I said John. this once before <clears throat> uh, in an earlier podcast with one I, I don't recall, but, but, but I'll tell you what, what's going to have to happen in America to pull themselves back to being american where we stand by each other on there we're gonna to have to have something devastating happen and, and so we're gonna to have to have another and and i hope and pray it never happens on there another 9-11 where people pulled in you, you saw recruitments in the military join up if if we even have a military anymore if they can do anything uh you know people filled the churches people did all those, all those things right there they, they went to back to what 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 the true what truly was okay right. what truly was Okay, and 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 unfortunately, you know, we've got people that. Uh, okay, no, I, I'm just, and and please don't get me wrong, people that are listening. I have nothing but respect for our military, and, the, and the average guy, boots on the ground guy, have have 
done marvelously. I don't blame. I, I don't blame anything. They're following. But I'm going to tell you, as an American, it is embarrassing for the military leadership to get beaten back by a bunch of bunch of eighth century goat herders. I'm sorry, that's I, me with the barn. I, I agree. That is embarrassing to me. I agree. And I feel so bad for those troops that their leaders put them in a spot where this happened. Amen to that. And on top of that, I'm embarrassed that the that that our allies, Britain, Israel, all these people sitting there is 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 not feel like we have we have dropped the ball and, and we have become useless. And that's the last thing that I'll ever want America to be is useless. Well, you know what useless is? Useless is an airframe without any type of fastener integrity, without any structural integrity. I would. It's kind of like that. a that's, submarine with a screen door. I was going to say that's called a boat. A that's, thinking boat. That's it. That's why you go to those fine folks at Innovative Tooling Services. I've heard of them. Yes, they have fastener installation tooling uh, solutions. They have. Uh, a fastener installation technology. They have all the latest tools for drilling out the old fasteners, putting them in. They've got everything you need and can help you mightily. So and screen doors and screen doors in okay. case you there want you to go. do some structural improvement on your submarines. There you but go. There, that's why they're on the leading edge of aerospace tooling. Contact them at one eight hundred eight three two seven zero zero nine or look them up on the World Wide Web at innovativetooling.com. And we'll be back. Okay, we're back. So, Ooh. yeah, man, that man, was uh, that was, that was a brawl, lively, uh, lively podcasting there. So, what else has got? I've got something, but if anybody else before well, I start my diet, let's get the guy who doesn't ever shut up until uh, 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 yeah, father and him. Yeah, Corey, Corey, what you got? Give me some kale pectate or whatever uh. they call. <laughs> Is that the stuff? You like to say? Yeah, no, that's the stuff that makes you stop. <laughs> Oh, that's the liquid cork. Okay, okay. <laughs> that's my thought. Chalk, yeah, exactly right. It's a plug. No, I tell yeah. you what, I, I it makes me so mad to see people uh, take their hand and, and literally just slap Jesus across the face. Um, uh, unpack who, that. Who, who, yeah, I, who, I'm, who or where uh, did that happen? Huh? Where did you see that? Happen? It's happening all around us. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's in, it's in every day. I mean, you wake up, you look at the news, you, you wake up, you, you walk out the door, you see somebody over here doing something to little Johnny over here. Like, you know, it's, it's, we've come to, we have become a nation that has, of like we said before, separated ourselves from what's important. But it's like we keep digging that hole. The land of the offender. I mean, yeah. you, you ever yeah. see the movie Holes? Yeah. You know, how that. That's exactly what it is. We keep digging holes all around this nation and falling into those pits. And every time we do it, it's just like, boom, boom. Give Jesus another black eye. Give him another black eye. It's constant. And that that, that makes me, as a young person and as somebody who is, you know, pursuing Jesus in certain ways, to see that and to have me and my future children grow up into something like that, that makes me so mad. I was talking off uh, 
off microphone to Ryan. And uh, I said, you know, what's the difference between Europe and America, the West, yeah. Western civilization prior to Christianity versus after Christianity? And again, does Christian does Christian civilization make sure that everybody does everything right and it's all, you know, unicorns and flowers? No. There have always been bad actors. But generally, if you want to see Europe prior to the advent of Christianity forming the basic Western worldview, look at the Vikings. What did the Vikings do? They took slaves. They killed. They raped. They stole. They didn't do anything constructive. They were roving bands of, of bad actors, bad seeds, because they had the power. They could do it and get away with it. Then... Somebody screwed up and witnessed to the Vikings and they accepted Christ over a mount, you know, they're, they're, the majority converted to Christianity. And all of a sudden the Vikings became the Danes, the Swedes, the Norwegians, a very calm and reasoned people eventually who settled in the United States. I mean, Lutherans were the stock, the Danish Lutherans were the stock of Vikings and, and, so it's it's the what is civilization it is the impartation of jesus and the the law of of the holy spirit on a culture that that forms the way we view the way we view the the most vulnerable the way we view people that can't help themselves and just because we can take things we don't because it's not right even though we have the power to do it, I John, mean, you, you see that now. How many of you remember seeing that video of that uh, that uh, that guy walking into the Walgreens and filling a uh, trash bag full of side counter merchandise, and then riding his bike out, and nobody saying a word? You know, ten years ago they would have tackled him, let the police come and handcuff him and take him away. Now it's oh well. Fifty years ago, nobody would even thought of doing that. Oh, yeah. it's just nuts on there. Yeah, that is. I mean, that wouldn't have even crossed anybody's mind 50 oh, years ago, I John. I, I, I agree. First of all, even if the police hadn't caught him, if, if I came home with a bunch of stolen swag to my dad, he'd have beat the fire out oh, of him. Absolutely. And I, in a loving way, I mean, he'd say, what's wrong with you? you that know, was unacceptable. Those, those, those lessons. There's uh, a bunch of old men yelling at clouds. Those, those yeah. lessons, <clears throat> you know, uh, I mean, uh, we're going to show our hands, and I know it's a podcast, you can't see it. Do you remember the lessons where you you stole a candy bar or something like when you were four or five years old and your parents made you take it back and apologize to the store owner on there? I, I remember having that done to me. I remember having that conversation when I, with, with my son. My dad made me fess up. I broke a window. You know, he made me walk back to the guy okay. and say, yep, I, mean, I did it. Those, those lessons aren't being taught, taught anymore. I mean, it's okay it, it, as long as it doesn't affect me yep. on there. You know, and, and and you're right. And and when 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 you talked about slapping Jesus in the face on her, you know, you can just turn on the TV and oh, and, I know. and there's 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 nothing nothing that that turns me off faster. And and you know, you'll turn on some comedy channel and, and they're they're doing a Jesus joke. And that's the first thing I, I I just turn it right off. because yeah. I, I don't want to hear that. Right. You know. Yeah. You know, I, I understand God has a humor. He does. He made a platypus. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, that's 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 funny in by itself. But, uh, you know, but but you're seeing that more and it's being accepted more yeah. and more like it's mainstream. And again, that's why we're at 48 percent and not 88 percent. Here's an interesting yeah. uh, thing we talked about in, in 
in our class meeting today, uh, the embodied church of Jesus Christ, that means people who claim to be Christian, right. that are alive in America right now. Mm -hmm. If things do not change, if things do not change, absent a revival, right. two thirds of the embodied Christians will be gone from the United States in 20 years. Wow. Just because of demographics. Yeah. They have more of my demographic, old people. And when those people, if, unless the church change, unless we have a revival, we're going to have one third of the Christianity we have embodied today. Oh, I absolutely agree with that. And what's that going to look like? Chaos. Honest chaos. It's kind of what you've seen on the news this past week. Exactly. What it's going to look like. Yep. Again, I, I wish we had better, more uplifting things to talk about. But I think at some point we need to get, it's like, like the scripture says, rise up, oh sleeper, wake up. And I think that's what, if, if, if we could have, if we have a preacher in our midst of our podcast, that ought to be proclaimed for every pulpit. And mm -hmm. our pastor does, and I know the guy sitting to my left does. Mm -hmm. But are we going to hear? We can, we can say fire, fire, fire and do nothing. Yeah. And what do we do about it? Yeah. From you know, this, I mean, it, it, and, and, and what, here, here's what you do about it on there. You, you, you take in, and we studied this in our, in our class last week on there, you know, you, you take uh, uh, your, your faith and you divide it into two equal portions on there. You've got the acceptance portion and then you've got the actual, uh, working portion, so to speak. And I, I know you can't work your way to heaven. I, I'm not saying that. But as a Christian, you should have some mentality behind you to want to do good things. You're not doing good things if you're ripping off a Walgreens. You're not doing good things if you're, you know, out out uh, running the roads and creating havoc and chaos and being a Viking, so to speak. Uh, you know, and, 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 and that's and I think that's a, that's the biggest opportunity that Christian people have today. Yeah. On there, they've got the acceptance part on there. But they're missing the fall. It, it is. But like Greg just said, with the statistics there, with two thirds going to be gone in 20 years, that leaves probably a good solid third that is currently unable to do much more than pray and financially put up money to the church. I well, mean, there's a lot of hands, and, hands get, and feet work that could be done to uh, to spread the gospel. Well, know? there is. But I would say, you know, like you the two-thirds that's going to be gone, That three-quarters of that two-thirds is the frozen chosen and ain't doing nothing. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, I'd say there is a certain percentage of that that you're right. On and that. that falls upon, you know, each, each one of us. I mean, we've we, we, got we, to do a better job witnessing. We've got to do yeah. a better job I mean, you know, the, the Methodists have a term for this. It's called holiness. <laughs> it's not only accepting justification by faith, it's actually being the physical embodiment of Jesus Christ that's living exactly in us. Right. That's called holiness. That's called living out the gospel. That's called protecting the people that can't protect themselves. That's called loving our enemies. That's called all the things that like even when nobody's there, I'm not going to steal, not because it's not tempting. It's because it is not mine. I love Jesus more than I love anything else. And I'm not willing to do it because Jesus tells me not to. Yep. I love Amen. him more than any financial experiential gain I could ever get. That has to be my driving foundation. If not, I'm a Viking. Yep. Yep. 
bottom line. Uh, I, I agree. I think we all agree. We got that. a lot of Vikings in that, in that sense then. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, I hate to say that, but we do. Yeah. I think a lot of times, especially today, is, is in a lot of Christians, people are, because we're such the, the, uh, okay. the outcast, yeah, yeah, you know. It's a net social yeah. negative people, to be a Christian. Pe- right. People are, I, I think a lot of Christians today are, are scared to, to, be who they claim to be you know i'm this person over here may look at me weird so if 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 i say i'm a christian you know what might happen to me you know i'm scared to say that you know god tells us in 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 his word and everything that that we ought to be disciples we must witness we must be who we are to be to other people as other christians you know god lays something on your heart it's your duty to do that. You talk about a slap in the face uh, of Jesus to have one of his children sit there and be embarrassed by it. Exactly right. And and I see that as I see that as 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 a mainstream thing today. Let me tell you something. Here's the problem. The Methodists have forgotten that they are weird. Yeah. They are weird. Because if we really live our doctrine, we're going to be weird. Yeah. We're going to be strange. Yeah. We're not going to be the, the the pretty people because we believe that that transformationally, if we have a encounter with Jesus Christ, it ought to change us. And not only change us, it ought to create holy people that desire yeah. holiness. And that's weird. Yeah. That's I was, weird. I was read the books about history of Methodists. These were the weirdest dudes ever, yeah. and they weren't ashamed to be weird right. for Jesus. Go ahead. I was, and and I don't say this. I say this. I, I, I humble myself for it because you know, Jesus. When God speaks to me to do something, shame on me if I don't. Mm-hmm. I was at the grocery store, a local grocery store here, a, a few days ago, and it was late at night. I just got back from somewhere and I was going to pick up a couple of things. Probably a burrito. And uh, yeah, we're mm-hmm. rolling corn dogs down yeah, there. You know? Corn dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> health food yeah, store, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. You, the natural store. After watching um, eat, that's why. I went in the grocery store and I picked up a couple of things. And as I was getting ready to leave, you know, usually I'll go. If I'm in a hurry, I'll go to the self checkout. And I was heading that way, and I'd pass this little lady who was a cashier, and. I was like, oh, you know, I'm not going to go over there. I'm going to go back over here to this lady. So I go through and I check out. She's talking to me, have a good conversation. She says, well, I hope you have a good night. I say, thank you very much. As I'm walking out the door, I feel God laying something on my heart. And he said, as clear as day, go back to that woman. And I kept walking. And I kept walking. And I got out to the car and I opened it. And my phone buzzed. And I pulled it out. And it was my Bible app popped up Mm. and the words that read said, I am not ashamed of the gospel. There you Mm. go. Mm. I am not ashamed of the gospel. So I threw that bag in the car and I shut my door and I ran back in the store and I walked over to that woman and I said, excuse me. And she turned around and I said, I don't know why I said, but this is laid on my heart to do. I said, I'd like to pray for you. Wow. And her eyes just lit up like, what? That's pretty cool. So I prayed with her right there in the store, and I told her to have a, a good night, and I hope that uh, her days and her life is blessed. And she said, thank you so much for that. And I say that not to not to have fingers pointed, 
but to humble myself and say, listen, if somebody who is growing up in an age of seeing nothing but terror, terror and, and, and crap right. can do something that Jesus lays on your heart to do, why can't all of these people who are uh, in a generation to where they grew up knowing Jesus and learning Jesus, how can they separate themselves now from something that they believed in and have lived or so, in quote, lived their life out? Hey, it, it, it's, this, it's this, this, so If you read in Revelation, the, first, the, the, the church there in Ephesus, what did Jesus have against them? They had lost their first love. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and it's hard, but you're right. If that's one of my prayers that I would stay tender to the voice of the Holy Spirit. John, you go ahead. You, you know, uh, it's funny. It's funny you say this because yesterday I had uh, uh, had the privilege of having my granddaughter spend the night, uh, which is it's kind of a rarity because I don't get to see her very often. So uh, uh, we decided to go to our uh, local Walmart, you know, so we can. Get some supplies so that we can uh, munch out, watch a movie, and just uh, spend some time together. Yeah. Well, while we were in Walmart, uh, it was this old man and this old woman, or, or I don't want to say old, we'll say seasoned, seasoned <laughs> couple uh, were in the aisle with us on there. And uh, I had my granddaughter to the right of me. And this old man stopped my granddaughter and said, and I actually stopped me and my granddaughter and asked me, because does this little girl have a Bible? And I said, well, as a matter of fact, she does. And I appreciate how much that, that it, for, her, for him to sit there and, and to make sure that she had a Bible. I didn't know this guy from Adam. Never yeah. seen him before. And, and, and I'm, you think he's embarrassed to Jesus? Absolutely not. Yeah. He's doing exactly what God tells him to do on there. And, uh, you know, that, that your, your little story right there kind of reminded me that yesterday. I forgot about that. But. You know, and, and I walked out of that store, and I thought, "What a, what a, what a, a, a friend of Jesus right there!" Because, you know, just make sure the little ones, the little ones, get that seed started. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it, it was good. Preacher, I'm going to put you on uh, point. Everybody's talked uh, except you. <laughs> what you been thinking about? You know, I, I think it goes back to that. Uh, what's that Mother Teresa quote? We don't have to do great, great things, things, but little things, little with, things with, with great, great love. love. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's what we've got to get back to. Yeah. Little things with great love. That is being the hands and feet of Jesus Christ yeah. on this earth. I think listening to him when he talks to you in a, in a grocery store. That's you know? a little thing. You know, I, I can remember as, yeah. a, as a young man growing up in East Texas, um, Whenever we could always tell when the Baptists had revivals because they'd be knocking on our doors, wanting to share the gospel with us. Oh, I, I mean, they were all the, uh, ratcheted the, the, up. They were ready to go. And you know what? We need to be like them. Oh, yeah. We have the greatest antidote yeah. to what is a problem in our society. Yeah. And we sit and we're afraid of what people will think about us. And we've got to get over that. Yeah. If we're if our if if our nation or our culture, if 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 our if the church of Jesus Christ is going to prosper, we have to get over ourselves. We have to get used to being the outcast and we have to unashamedly proclaim the name of Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. If we don't do that. It's over. It's, all have. the preachers and all the churches can be 
beating on pulpit, beating on pulpits, and it ain't going to happen unless we get out and tell people about the love and the grace of Jesus Christ. Repay hate with hate. Right. The only answer to hate is love. That's that right. is period. That's the it. only answer. And we got answer way period. too much hate. You know what's amazing about hate? Hate isn't something you're born with. You're you're taught it, under. You're absolutely taught it. So we got to quit teaching it. Yeah. You know, we got to quit teaching it in our schools. We got to quit teaching it in our homes, and uh, in in society as a general. Well, I'll tell you what, as we close our podcast today, this is kind of like the month of March. It came in like a lion and well, you went know, out like a lamb. I was going to uh, make, a, make a comment from that last. You, you totally went somewhere else with that last uh, Baptist convention when, when you sat there and said, you know, you can tell when the Baptist convention's in town. And my answer was completely different than yours. <laughs> I was sitting there thinking, what, the, the liquor stores are, all, are full on there? But, uh, you know, I'm well, glad I didn't say that. You know what? Yeah, God loves Southern Baptists because it made almost $15 million. So absolutely, without a doubt. Well, as we end the podcast today, I hope you find this episode and, and all the other Crossrail episodes. I hope you're enjoying them. You can also find them on popular platforms like Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. If you listen on iTunes, please take time to give us a five-star rating. Five stars. Five Not stars. Four, in five. That's right. Send John one and send me the other four. If you have any questions on this or any other episode, please send your comments, cheers or jeers to comments at acrosstherail.com or look up Across the Rail podcast on Twitter by our handle at across underscore rail and on Facebook at Across the Rail podcast. Please give us a like there and leave us any feedback or questions or thank you so or or prayer prayer requests. requests. Thank you so much for listening. Do you want uh, Pastor Ryan's cell phone so you can leave him some uh, information? No, we won't. That's the negative. Okay. Uh, (laughs) One, one, nine hundred. Yeah, no, stop. Five, five, five. So who wants the absolute uh, privilege of uh, closing our well, podcast? Well, in prayer? I, you know what? I, I never close this out because you know, I'm a very simple man and with simple, I, I talk to God like I'm talking to you guys. So uh, I'll close this out. Heavenly father, we want to thank you. We want to thank you for all the things that you've done for us and for, for our country, both good and bad. These are lessons that we're learning. And so Lord, we just ask that you, you put your hand on this country's pulse and you heal, yeah. you save, you give direction, you guide us. And uh, please open the ears and hearts of those that are strange to that fact down there. And just continue to, to love us and, and forgive us. And uh, special prayer for my brothers here. Uh, times are tough on there. They're, they're going into the lion's den and uh, let, them, uh, let them hear your words the way that you want them to to become the, 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 the men in black, uh, so to speak. So, uh, Father, just thank you again. And we love you. And we love you every day. Just like you love us every day. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.